0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show
1: podcast. All right, and a good morning uh, to everybody. Thank you for joining us. October the 8th here for our Tuesday show, and nice to have you along for today. We got a lot coming up on the show today, including a true crime report coming up later. Go around, get the day started by uh, letting you know what we're working on in each of our respective departments. Lisa, how about news? Let's start with news today. What do we got going on?
2: Well, hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yesterday. Excited I know... about Ecuador yet? <laughs> I'm nervous, I think, because I thought it was going to be hot because it's the equator and it's going to be raining the entire time that I'm there. So I'm... It could
3: be rainy and hot. It's like. Didn't you ever see, I, um, I still know what you did last summer? Remember no. they win that trip? And they think it's going to be amazing because it's on this tropical island, but they don't realize they're going during hurricane season. Uh, oh
4: yeah, and they're like trapped in a bar or something.
3: Yeah,
2: this is. Uh, it's the weather is going to be like in the seven, like low seventies, upper sixties.
1: All right, so put a put a light jacket in your luggage, right? <sighs> It's an eco tour, right? Yeah,
2: I'm only bringing a backpack. That's all. Like, we're not. Put a little jacket in there, man. A windbreaker. I'm going to be sitting there just washing my jackets right next to
1: the turtles. Do you guys get to sleep inside, or do you have to, like, sleep on.
2: No, we have a hotel. Like, we're. It's. Because it's an island. Because it's a a, a chain of islands. Every day you you take a boat to a different island. So it's like you take a boat to the Flamingo Island, then you take a boat to the. Giant turtle island. Yeah, the giant turtle. It's actually a habitat. And they have. They said. uh, like hundreds of turtles there, and the oldest one is a hundred and fifty something years old. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to just reenact all of Rob Lowe's photos when he went like two weeks ago. All right. That's what I'm going for. Anyways, so yesterday you wanted to talk about this, but we kind of just ran out of time. But Joshua Brown, who killed him? You may be asking, who is Joshua who is Brown?
0: Joshua Brown. He
2: testified in the murder trial of former Dallas police officer Amber Geiger. Oh
1: yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's weird man.
2: You wanted to know more about this and I said, I apologize, we have too many news stories already right now. He was gunned down on Friday at his apartment complex in Dallas. It's just 10 days.
1: Was that same apartment complex where the killing of Botham mm-hmm.
2: John yeah, happened he lived across the hall from him he was the
1: closest they had to a witness because I think they said he heard yes what was happening
2: he, and he was a reluctant witness, witness too uh, people at least haven't made an arrest in his killing yet and it's not clear whether it's related to his court testimony or a previous shooting because apparently he was going to testify in another case good lord
1: yeah. how many shootings have you been around in your lifetime Z- right, I think most people's answer would be zero. Really had to think about it. But. Okay.
2: Yeah, so we're going to talk about that also. Was he
1: shot in in his apartment or just on the grounds of the apartment?
2: He was shot... Hey, he was like out on the street, wasn't he? At his apartment complex, according to the Dallas Medical Examiner.
3: Uh, he was shot in the back.
2: You know, what? he was killed at his current apartment. And they said it's about five miles from the former complex where he lived with Geiger and John.
3: Oh, man. I'm telling you. Go to the Reddit conspiracy thread. Oh, yeah. It's flying over there, baby. It was Hillary. it had to be the Clinton no it wasn't Hillary it was Hillary's emails Mm. okay
2: yeah and also so it looks like PG&E they're turning the power off in California and it but it's for good reason Uh, they're saying that there's going to be strong winds in Northern California and they're turning off the electricity it's in response to a um, potential fire threat in the area now remember the deadly 2018 campfire Uh, a power line touched the nearby trees starting that so they said, because of that, the extreme measure of shutting off the power, uh, they're doing it to prevent future fires.
1: All right. Uh, Joanne, how about entertainment news? What do you got uh, on the burner?
2: There's a new controversy
4: involving the Joker movie because of a song that's part of the soundtrack. The song is from Gary Glitter, who is a convicted child abuser, and people are upset that he'll likely make money from the use of the song.
1: You know, when this scene came on, I I even turned and whispered to my daughter this song is by a convicted pedophile. I can't believe they're using it. I'm just it.
2: imagining Buzz in the movie theater looking around like, anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah. I never knew who that song was by. This movie
1: just
3: got awkward, folks. I've heard that song so much. Hey, this movie's disturbing. they got a song by very glitter in it. I was perfectly fine with everything up until now.
1: This uh, was, as far as I know, his only hit yeah. In the US. Didn't
2: he wear like sparkly sequin jackets too? He was very and, glittery. Yeah, yeah.
3: He was part. This was he was part of the glam. Yeah. Uh, glam movement. rock. His other hits included "Do You Want to Touch Me," mm. "I Love You, Love Me, Love," "I'm the Leader of the Gang," and "Hello, Hello, I'm Back Again." Did he
1: sing in any of those, or were they all like, "Hey"? <laughs> The reason hey! this song is so well known is because in the years since mm-hmm. uh, it, they started playing it at a lot of sporting events, and then Gary Glitter, the guy who did the song, was convicted of uh, pedophilia. I think in Thailand, like he would go yes. to Thailand, and they caught him. And
2: I think it was also he was pretty vocal about it
1: too. Like vocally, what do you mean that he was? This wasn't is doing what I do. Anything? This is what I okay. Well, it, it, there was a backlash and they quit playing th- this song at sporting events and arenas. Don't worry, he does Well, I was going to okay. say he doesn't get any money because we're playing it, but you never know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Here, do you remember the like that in the, in the early
1: 2000s when this happened? I'm going to say it was early 2000s. It was, I believe it's 2005. They quit they quit playing this. And then mm-hmm. after a year or two passed, they started sneaking it back in. It's yep. like, okay, you know what? Yep. We don't mind anymore, so we're gonna play this at the hockey game. But I never they knew said that, that the, the story is that he definitely gets royalties because uh-huh. this is in the Joker movie. Gary Glitter,
3: uh convicted pedophile. It does seem like he could have probably picked uh different song Mm -hmm. for that movie actually this dates all the way back to 1997 it looks like and then there's stuff going on with him 97, 99 02, 05 05 was when he was living in Vietnam and he was looking for permanent residency in the country and then it came to the attention of the Vietnamese authorities that hey by the way this guy might not be very upstanding he would leave a nightclub with young women and there was a 15 year old girl living with him okay
1: yeah all right. so this Gary Glitter is definitely
3: a pedophile
1: and uh, they used his song in The Joker. I, I mean, I hate this. I'm conflicted in saying this, but it works for the scene. But I agree, they could have found another song that would also mm-hmm. work for the scene. Uh, Brandon, how about sports? A lot of baseball. Action oh,
3: God, yeah. Remember. Twins got swept last night. Man, that was depressing. Oh, well. Everybody, but there's some exciting baseball. The Cardinals, they had themselves a, uh, a walk-off sacrifice fly last night to... Uh, Avoid elimination. The Astros, they lost to the Rays, so they're still up 2 1 in that the, series. The Rays homered four times in that game. This was a big home run derby for and, the Rays. Yeah, and so the Astros are pretty much not wanting this to go any further, so they're going to start Justin Verlander tonight on short rest. Uh, game four is going to be a little earlier. It's going to be, it says here afternoon game. I don't know
1: what time it starts uh, our time, but. Wasn't Steven late yesterday on the show talking about how they might as well just give the World Series title to the Astros because they're so much better than all the other teams? Yep. South Park, unlike the NBA, is not afraid to rile up the leadership of China. And now they're banned. So South Park got banned from Chinese internet because of an episode last week that took shots at China for banning things that made them look (laughs) bad.
3: Like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Who was, <laughs> who was murdered in the episode. By Randy Marsh. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys banned too much. You know what we're new? Ban you for saying that.
1: Last week's episode of South Park mocked Hollywood for changing its content to please the Chinese government. Naturally, China did not like that, so they responded by deleting South Park from the Chinese <laughs> internet. Just gone. Just like Winnie the Pooh. Gone. Yep. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and poor Piglet were in jail. Yeah. And I don't even think Piglet did anything.
3: No. Nah. He, was, he was just there by accomplice.
1: South Park creators. So, the, give me the NBA side of the story. The coach for the Houston Rockets. Remember, the Houston Rockets are a very popular team in China because Yao, Yao Ming, Ming uh, played for... The Rockets. and was a star for the Rockets. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Houston Rockets, tweeted support for the pro-democracy protest in Hong Kong. Well, China responded by torturing Winnie the Pooh. No, they probably did that anyway, but they uh, responded by severing ties with the Rockets, and the NBA freaked out and apologized because, obviously, they didn't want to lose... Chinese money which was the whole point of last week's South Park (laughs) so when uh, South Park got pulled off the Chinese internet Trey Parker and Matt Stone uh, responded with their own apology and here's what they wrote quote like the NBA we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts (laughs) we too love money more than freedom and democracy long live the great communist party of China (laughs) may this autumn sorghum harvest harvest be bountiful We good now, Janet?
3: (laughs) God bless those South Park guys. Yep. That's the one thing that's really interesting is that they have said with how they, because you know how with The Simpsons it takes, they've said like 18 months to animate one of those episodes? Mm -hmm. South Park, they've said that they'll be making uh, edits the night before the show airs. Yeah, it's easy to do when your animation is cut and paste. Well, it's not anymore, but... Actually, it would be even more difficult to do if it was cut and paste. It'd take a lot longer. Oh, they don't do it that way anymore? Oh, good Lord, no. Mm-mm. Did Daryl Morey actually apologize? He was the one who tweeted it. Or did the league apologize the league to China, just, I, China on his behalf? I haven't really seen anything from Morey, but uh, it looks like Adam Silver was the one that kind of came out and took the bull by the horns on this one. They did a survey, so answer this question for me
1: if you could only keep Netflix or Disney Plus mm-hmm. keep in Plus. mind Disney Plus is the one that's going to have all the Disney stuff including Avengers Star everything Star Wars uh, not to mention all 30 seasons of Simpsons it's going to be huge mm-hmm. but should Netflix be worried according to a new poll if you had to choose you know in the real world you could have both and they're like 10 bucks a month mm-hmm And I will have both. 60% of people said they would keep Netflix over Disney Plus.
2: If they had to choose. I would agree with that. And the only reason why is because a lot of the things on Disney Plus that I would want, I've already purchased.
1: Like you own the video cassette A Little Mermaid from
2: when you were a little tyke. One. I <laughs> do. And two. No, like when I, I bought, I purchased a lot of them because it, where it's like, oh, this movie's not going to be available for like another two, three weeks. I'm like, I'm a buy it. Give
1: me an example of one that you bought.
2: All of the Marvel movies. Oh. Like I have all of those on Vudu. And then I have like no, a bunch. No, it's pronounced video.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, stupid. it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast, and now it's time for Rand- Rand- Rand-
2: random facts.
1: All right, there's no theme here; that's the random part of it. These are all factual, as far as I can tell, uh, from double and sometimes triple sourcing uh, the factual nature of our facts. Here we go with random fact number one. The largest country in Europe is Ukraine. And this doesn't have to do with population. This is like by land area. Yeah, Ukraine is about 22,000 square miles larger than France, which is the next largest country in Europe. Random fact number two. This is good to know. It's legal to own a flamethrower in 48 states. (laughs) Hmm. Only California and Maryland have banned owning flamethrowers.
2: Mm. Have you looked up already? Had to purchase one because uh-huh. I feel
1: like you would. Yeah, you can get them on Amazon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can. <laughs> well, now we know what you're getting for Christmas.
1: I think they're kind of expensive.
2: Oh, never mind. Get you a toy Let's one. Check Amazon.
1: Random fact number three.
2: Is it available for Prime delivery? Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> can have it here by Friday.
1: And like a firearm, they don't have a waiting period. For <laughs> a throwing throwing. <laughs> Random pack number
2: three.
1: Yes. Uh, this is kind of interesting because there's a, a biopic out about Judy Garland. Renee Zellweger plays Judy yes. Garland. Still in theaters. So. Uh, when Judy Garland got cast as Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, the studio thought she could lose a little weight. Hmm. So she was put on a diet of chicken soup, black coffee diet pills and 80 cigarettes a day nice even though she was 16 years old at the time
2: (laughs) way to go hollywood
1: yeah so i guess she you know maybe had i mean you look at judy garland in wizard of oz and you don't think oh what a disgusting pig but maybe she still had a little you know a little baby fat or pudginess so they
2: like, you know what helps with that? It's, legal it's, meth. It's,
1: yeah. Diet pills, which is probably, it was close to legal meth, yeah. the diet pills back then, but also 80 cigarettes a day, even though she was 16 at the time. 35 so you, bucks, man. What, for a flamethrower? Yeah, apparently. Found one right here. You can buy the flame, that can't be a quality flamethrower, though, for 35 bucks. once. I'm thinking more like a
3: $3,500. Nah, a this one's just kind of... Uh, um, it's got the the nozzle on the end for the flames with the tube, then the uh, propane tank attachment.
2: Once again, okay,
3: that actually Christmas. does sound pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so uh, I haven't seen the biopic about Judy Garland, but Judy Garland got you know seriously had a had a. Uh, oh, an alcohol man. problem yeah. and a uh, problem with drugs and she died at a young age
2: my roommate just sent me that trailer and she goes we need to see this yeah. and I look and all I think is that must be what Renee looks like with no plastic surgery so.
1: so when Judy Garland was maybe close to 40 she did an appearance on a TV show in the 60s I think the year is by the way this is the 80th anniversary of Wizard of Oz this year so she was talking about her experiences on the set of Wizard of Oz, and of all the things to talk about, she didn't talk about. Oh, they made me smoke like seven packs of cigarettes a day, uh, <laughs> whatever 80, eighty cigarettes a day is. Instead, she talked about what purvos the uh, Munchkins were.
0: What about the the Munchkins? Yeah, how about the oh. the, <laughs> the Munchkins? The munch, the munchkins. Munchkin. The Munchkin. Yeah. Well, what did the munchkins Well, They were little dwarfs, Tiny.
2: They were they were, dwarfs, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. were they little kids
0: or were they, they little were men?
3: They were drunks. They were little
0: drunks. <laughs> what did they do? What did they do? What did they do? What did they do? What the dwarfs do? Well, one of them, uh, who was about 40, uh, a gentleman asked me for dinner, and I couldn't say, I don't want to go out. Of- I can't because you're a midget.
1: See, let me just stop the table. <laughs> How about, I can't because I'm 16 and you're 40. Like, it's like that would never have occurred, I guess, to anybody back then.
0: I can't because you're a midget. And I, I just said, no, my mother wouldn't be fighting. Oh, come on, bring your mom, too, you know. How big yeah. was he? About two inches high. <laughs> <laughs> there a lot of them. Oh, you hundreds of thousands. And they put them all in one hotel room. Not one room, one hotel in Culver City. Yeah. And they got smashed every night and they pick them up
1: in butterfly net. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so enjoy that beloved family classic when we watch it for now on Wizard of Oz.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres answered back uh, some people that Either criticized or questioned what she was doing with uh, George W. Bush at the Cowboys game on Sunday. Probably celebrating because the <laughs> Cowboys got beat.
2: Oh, yeah, she
1: was. Um, so, what was the what was the, what were the, some of the comments that Ellen was getting?
2: Right. So the problem was, is that during the game, they actually showed a photo of her sitting up in the Cowboys owner's suite with, and she was sitting right next to George H.W. Bush. And so a lot of people were saying, why are you sitting with him? And why is a... You know, a Democratic lesbian woman sitting next to a conservative Republican. And there was a lot, a kind of a little bit of a backlash. In Somebody
1: could correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think George W. Bush was ever, you know, stridently anti LGBT, right? It's a blanket statement against Republicans and conservatives. Just, right. So some people are like, uh You know, I could see it if he was up there with... I'm trying to think of somebody who's been... Trump? (laughs) No, Trump... See, I I don't think Trump has been... I mean, some of the stuff he's done since, but um, I'm trying to think of somebody who's just like... You know, Michelle Bachman is an example. Or somebody who's just extremely anti-LGBTQ. But I Mm -hmm. I don't think that was ever... George W. Bush. I'm not saying he was perfect, but it
3: sounds like people from the left who scream and yell about having tolerance and being accepting of all people by then screaming and yelling about not being tolerant themselves. All right, Tucker Carlson.
1: (laughs) It is. (laughs) All right, Supreme Court's got uh, some interesting cases. Lisa's picked out some of the ones that the uh, Supreme Court is going to start tackling, I guess, today.
2: Yes, right. or even some that have already been tackled. All right. That includes a, a... So the
1: session has has begun.
2: Session has begun. Right. It started yesterday in the Supreme Court. It's given a victory to a blind man. Sued Domino's Pizza over their website accessibility. They denied a petition from Domino's to hear whether its website was required to be accessible to the disabled, uh, leaving in place a lower court's decision against the company. So a blind name, a man named Guillermo Robles... He sued the pizza chain after he was unable to order a pizza on the, the website and mobile app, despite using the screen reading software that he has. Uh, the decision to not to grant the case is a loss for the company and a win for disability advocates. They've argued that if businesses don't have to maintain accessible sites, disabled people could be effectively shut down out of substantial portions. Duh, it's called
1: the- a site for a reason. Um, what yeah. do you, what do you think of that? That if you run a business and you're going to have a website, your website has to be um, accessible for the blind.
2: Ours is.
3: Oh, it is. Yes. Yeah, there's the listen live button. <laughs>
2: If you go in the the back end, which you've never done, but
3: oh, I've tried.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but and the back
3: not for lack of trying.
2: And <laughs> the back end of, of the website are it, it does have a buttons where it says uh, like d- describe the photo. So when you put like a photo into it, so it has the software so that it can read the websites. But then it also has in there whenever you put in a photo, describe the photo so that it can be described to someone. Oh, who is you know blind. what?
3: But what are we afraid is gonna Happen. What, what do you mean? What are, I don't think we're sense, afraid anything's no, going to happen. The, it's, it's if you're no, blind, you're no, afraid you're not going to get your pizza. Yeah. <laughs> then go somewhere else get your pizza from another company that is going... Like, why would you want to give your business to somebody who wasn't willing to take that step for you anyway? Why do you need to force them to do it?
2: Well, because the thing is, is that if Domino's doesn't do it and they were to rule and say that, then other people, especially smaller businesses, are going to say, well, screw it. I don't have to do it then either. And then imagine that you want... This
1: poor guy, he wants to eat Domino's so bad, so he doesn't have a (laughs) sense of sight, and he also doesn't have a sense of taste, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Does he have any of his senses?
2: So, and then today, there's a big... uh, uh, case that's going to be heard uh, so this case we're going to be hearing today they're going to hear arguments in three cases involving gay and transgender rights uh, It's most significant of the court's 29 ter- 2019 term case uh, will test whether the 1964 Civil Rights Act which bans job discriminations on the basis of sex applies to gay and transgender workers and answer will be particularly important in 28 states that don't have their own protections uh, the, pay, the cases pick up from the same-sex marriage battle in 2015 when the court ruled five to four that states cannot ban gays and lesbians from getting married. Author of that decision, though, and others favoring gay rights was the Associate Justice Anthony Kennedy who retired last year and is now succeeded by Brett Kavanaugh.
1: So, this would be, like, say you're a business owner and you were uh, evangelical, like the brand of evangelical Christianity that mm-hmm. says that being gay is a is a mortal sin could you say hey i'm not gonna hire you because you're gay and that goes against my religion right is that i mean that's oversimplifying it probably is that kind of basically break it down though
2: yeah so the case or say
1: you're a church and your position of your church because this is in 2019 the position of many mainstream churches that being gay is a sin and they they don't want to hire you to work in the office, you know, as secretary, if they find out, or maybe they've hired you and they find out about your gay lifestyle and fire you because of that.
2: So the case that they're going to be hearing is one of a man named Don Zarda. Uh, He was a New York skydiving instructor who was fired from his job in 2010 after he told a female customer, don't worry about having to be strapped tightly together. I'm gay so
1: he got fired yes why he's also <laughs> dead
2: uh, he died in 2014 in a base jumping accident so but his uh, case is still being heard uh, by he's being represented if I were going to
3: parachute yeah, and I wanted to accident expert, in if quotations, I wanted, by if the
1: I, way if I was going to parachute which I never will but if I wanted <laughs> somebody expert and going down it would definitely be a gay man so
2: George is going to be. Or, I'm sorry. Don is going to be represented by his sister Melissa and his former partner Bill Moore. And on a
1: similar note, is anybody that surprised that Ellen DeGeneres likes Bush? Jeez.
3: I think five minutes after the I story know. Event. I was like, you, yeah. you forgot
2: it till right now, I didn't did. you? <laughs> I, did. I <laughs> um, did. Another case that's going to be heard is a, a similar, a related case. It's a fired funeral home worker from Michigan who is transgender and said the statute should extend to gender identity. So that's going to be a case heard today. Another case that's going to be heard. Blackbeard, the pirate. Uh, This is a case coming out of uh, one of the Carolinas. Sweet, it's about
1: time we had justice for Blackbeard, the pirate. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, So this is kind of interesting. So this is uh, North Carolina, and they are going against a video production company that documented the salvaging of the ship of the shipwreck Queen Anne's Revenge. That's
1: Blackbeard's ship.
2: Yes. So the state owns the pirate ship and its artifacts. But they took video and photos that were shot by this production company and put it into its tourism videos without their permission. Now the state saying they enacted a statute known as Blackbeard's Law to convert the salvage effort into public record. They're saying that public record was it does include any video and pictures that were produced by this company. I don't follow. Basically, this company was documenting the people trying to salvage this shipwreck and the state of North Carolina said, oh, tight, we're going to use all of your videos and pictures and use them in our tourism stuff, but not give you any money off of it. And this one still has to be decided upon? This one is still going to be decided on, yes. This All is right. one they're still looking at right now. But uh, there's a lot of different cases that they'll be looking at uh, during this session. So, uh, But there's only there's three that they're doing today, and then the Domino's one that was from yesterday. So it looks like we'll be getting rulings a lot.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: Alright, a uh, woman posted on Facebook uh, that she'd noticed that her affluent neighborhood had been cheaping out on the candy and was calling out everybody in Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> woman Rancho Cucamonga, which, by the way, is clearly one of the most hilarious names for a
3: city. Wasn't that one th- of the ones that Bugs Bunny would always talk about when he got lost? Little Washington and Rancho, Rancho Cucamonga. Cucamonga.
2: Oh, I just remember it from next Friday. That's where the uncle moves. When they win the lottery.
1: So a woman in Rancho Cucamonga posted a rant on her neighborhood Facebook page, and it's gone viral. So here's what it says. Over the last three Halloweens, cheap candy has somehow infiltrated our community, and it has to stop. Dum Dums, smarties, and jolly ranchers might be okay for other cities, but, and I'm back to the quote here. We are an affluent neighborhood and this status should be reflected in our candy provisions for Halloween. Lord. I I, I don't know whether she's a hero or if she's coming off like stuck up uh, rich person.
2: I feel so like to the she, children she's a hero. Yeah,
1: no <laughs> she, kidding. She's telling her neighbors they need to start handing out full-size candy bars to reflect the affluence of their neighborhood. Or... You give each kid four to six fun size bars. Fun size, by the way, means small, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense because uh, it's not very fun. The post ended up on uh, a Twitter account called Best of Next Door, and now it's going Gosh, viral. See this? I love,
2: I love Next Door. The,
1: this says that it was on Facebook, but Next Door is a completely different app, which is
3: which is great. Mm-hmm. It's just like neighborhood cheese me because you have to. Sign in with your, you know, your real name. Yeah. You have to kind of prove you live in that neighborhood, then,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, you could you could fake it for sure, but the idea is that it's people in the neighborhood mostly talking about lost dogs. Somebody found a cat. There's some suspicious uh, person of uh, undetermined ethnicity yeah. in the neighborhood. You need to be on the wa- be aware. Hey, then you
2: have my neighborhood where they're like, there's some beautiful caterpillars turning into butterflies. Bring your children over oh, to boy. learn the wonders of nature. Um... I went. I don't think that's what they expected.
1: So I, I can't i, I can't even appreciate what she's doing there. It's like uh, no kid wants dum-dums. I mean, they might take dum-dums, but if you had a preference, you would definitely rather have a full-size Snickers. Yeah, of course. What was your, uh, other than chocolate, what would you get for a Halloween candy that you enjoyed? I was, I Bubble liked down. Pixie Sticks. I don't know why I like Pixie Sticks. Because it's pure sugar. Yeah. True, but it was flavored and colored and I don't know, it just like you remember they came in a long paper stick and you tore the top off and then they would just kind of like dissolve in your mouth. Mm-hmm. What what else did you like?
2: I was big on the bubblegum, like the bubble bubblegum. I would always sit there cuz I would go we would go home yeah, and we would start separating my, our candy. I found it so soothing. And I was always separating it, and my sister and I would trade, because I wasn't a big sour person, so I didn't like Sour Patch Kids or Airheads, things like that. So she would take those, and I would take her chocolate.
1: I got a, a separate story here, but this is according to CandyStore.com, and they've got the most popular Halloween candies of 2019. So if you haven't bought your Halloween c- uh, candy yet, and you want to know what people want, basically, chocolate good, anything not chocolate... Second, second, or third rate.
3: Skittles and Starburst
1: falling into that. Uh, here, here's the top uh, most popular Halloween candies. See if you can detect a theme: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Snickers, Twix, Kit Kats, M and M's, Butterfinger, and then you do get into Nerds,
0: mm. Skittles, nerds. and
1: Sour Patch Kids.
3: Love Nerds.
2: The one thing is, I saw something the other day, and it's pretty cool that Target is doing this. Have you heard of the Teal Pumpkin Project? No. Okay, so the Teal Pumpkin Project...
1: Teal? Like T-E-A-L?
2: Yes. Okay. It's it's a pumpkin or a jack-o'-lantern that you put outside of your house that's teal in color. And it basically means that you're giving out things and I might be me- messing this up because I am you know it, it's it's it just it varies but uh, basically you're giving out things that are other than candy. So a kid let's say that like that has, what? Like, uh, has an allergy or a kid that has um, diet like Where diabetes yeah like something no so you give him like treats instead it's you give like him things that aren't like candy it's not
4: food it's like those little prize things that you'll get in oh, candy bags bad. and stuff like that
3: you know, a little crappy bad. plastic toys that are gonna break in the night yeah well no kid is allergic to everything like you might have peanut allergy but you're okay to eat smarties smarties
2: yeah, but if you have a very severe peanut allergy and you have a Snickers in that bag next to an M&M, a lot of parents don't want to there's
1: no way that something with nuts is going to rub off through the packaging. I know that parent listen, I got some in my nuts. family that are just like this. Rub like they can't <laughs> yeah. If the nuts are in the sack and in a separate bag, there's no way that the Snickers the rap Snickers is going to infiltrate the Smarties that are mm-hmm. next to it. That is an unfound that's just crazy.
2: Well, you that's the, the problem is is that you don't know. Sometimes they do open or sometimes you have those kids that'll go or adults who will go through open eat a candy bar and throw the wrapper back in the the wherever the thing you have all the candy in.
1: Well, how that. about you have two different things? You have one uh, line for kids that can eat regular stuff, and then you have another line with a you know sign that says Poindexter's over here. <laughs>
2: it's not Poindexter's. It's well, for people who need to have non-food treats for call kids. It the, call it
1: the Millhouse. It's pretty. Call cool. it the Fretful Parents line.
2: It's so that no kid feels like oh I can't go trick or treating uh, because no child
1: left behind.
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's it's so that and there's actual maps that you can see for the Teal Pumpkin Project because I believe last year there was a mother in our why
1: teal. Is that the color the kids turn if they accidentally eat pecans or something?
2: <laughs> no, that's just you paint a pumpkin teal. Okay. And so there's lots of different things and the, they have maps that show it. And I, I guess last year there's only like three houses that had it in our area. And this year already they say that they've already like quadrupled the amount of houses that have yeah, done it.
1: Give me an example of things you could you could give out like erasers.
2: Yeah. Uh, sure, uh, hold on. Like
4: maybe stickers, the Halloween erasers and pencils, bouncy balls.
1: Those yeah. sounds like choking hazards Bubbles,
2: to me. Uh, whistles, <laughs> kazoos, noisemakers.
1: Brandon, let's shoot all these down. Yeah, those all sound like choking hazards <laughs> to me. Are you, are you saying that you should give uh, your peanut allergy kids something they could choke
2: hey, on? Hey, Joanna and I already have our idea of what we're giving out this year because yeah. it's going to be cheaper than candy. Okay. And let's and be I honest. already
3: have it. High book. five.
2: No, we're giving out Top Ramen. (laughs) It's a lot. Think about it. Top Ramen is is less expensive than the candy. I mean, the bags of candy this year are crazy expensive. They are. So get ready. Joanne and I will be at the Halloween parade with Top Ramen.
4: (laughs) Chicken or beef, your
2: choice. Yeah. If you really make us mad, then you get shrimp.
1: Here are the 10 most hated Halloween candies for 2019 so only get these if you like getting TP on your trees. Or if you just hate all the <laughs> kids in your neighborhood. Do do that? What, TP houses? Yeah.
4: You've never done it? No. It was oh. a big thing to do when I was it.
1: a kid. Yeah. I've never
4: actually seen it here in town. A
1: lot of time it wasn't just Halloween, it was also homecoming and graduation time of year. Mm-hmm. There were different okay. times of the year where you would TP people's Man,
4: homes. And the 80s seemed like a wild time.
1: When Shut I was up. in school, if you if you, <laughs> I did it. if you you had gone through your high school year and your house had never been TP'd, you, you probably felt cool. like an outcast, right? Yeah, you, you weren't cool. You weren't
3: cool if you hadn't been TP'd. It means nobody thought about you.
1: <laughs> White
3: people. All right, candy corn. All right, okay,
1: you take eggshells and put confetti in them and crack them over each other's That's heads. That's a so, tradition. Sure, so is mm. TP.
2: Yeah, you know what? And it you ever heard about the
1: flaming bag of poop? A what? The Flaming Bag of Poop. They only had that in American, American Horror Story.
4: Yeah, only in TV and movies.
1: What? Oh, that was a real thing that people used to do. You t- you gather up dog crap, or, or I grew up in the country, so, you know, there,
3: any number. In any American Horror pieces, Story, it's the kids. Right. Where he goes, man, I saved it for a week. Gross. And you put it on somebody's front porch and you don't
1: do this by the way it's probably considered <laughs> a crime now since we're in the you know the woke era i,
2: I was gonna say i like, this is what i you would do. love to ask a cop because i remember there was a lot of police that would get called and then they would have to take you home and they'd knock on your door and your parents would answer you they'd say excuse me we caught so-and-so tp in a house let me go ahead and get your child for you yeah I'm, i wonder if cops still get phone calls about that
1: don't you think it would be like taken way more serious? Did I ever tell you about the time that I egged a bunch of little kids when I was in college? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the hell, man? Egging was fun. I did it once to my friend's car, but.
1: No, I, you'll, when you hear the story. No, this like Buzz,
3: is actually egging
1: children.
2: Yeah, who's not done that?
1: Uh, they were probably like seventh grade or eighth grade. I was going to say,
2: that's middle school. They're, that's free game.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was in college, and it was Halloween. Okay. And, you know, I wasn't doing anything for Halloween. You don't give out candy in the dorm. So I'd gone, no, I lived in an apartment. That's why I'd gone to the grocery store to get groceries. I lived in an off campus apartment, but I'd okay. gone to the grocery store and I'd gotten, you know, bread, milk, eggs. So I'm coming down a dark street and, I see- and all of a sudden, bap, 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 what? there are eggs all over my windshield. And it took me, and so anyway, I see these figures scurrying off <laughs> into the dark. Okay. So I go around the block and I, I kill my headlights. And I go around, and I see these kids walking and laughing. And I'm like, well, these I, little... I just bought eggs. These are probably, these are I'm 99% sure these are the kids <laughs> that just egged
3: my car. <laughs> so Let's I, that 1% so I chance. rolled up
1: on them and egged the hell out of these little kids. And I was like, 19. <laughs> I'd probably go to prison for 10 years for that now, I'm the sure. The sad
2: part is you probably got home, and you're like, oh man I really wanted to make french toast
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it's totally worth it because what are the chances you'd be driving around with eggs in your car on Halloween and you get egged by a bunch of punks so here are the 10 most uh, hated Halloween candies in 2019 candy corn
3: do you uh, who gives that out though you know like I don't mind candy corn I'll eat it I like it but who gives it out Circus Peanuts
4: What the hell are those? Like, They're I've like seen marshmallows them, but What are kinda? they supposed to be flavored the, as?
3: Okay, they're shaped Peanut uh,
4: I know what they are You but ever have
3: another butter? I think that's what it's supposed to kind like. of okay. no, 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 taste like No, no, no They taste like plastic It's just plastic, right? You know. they, they're in
1: the shape of a They're pressed into a mold of a peanut And a lot of times they're orange
4: Those that's should why, be
1: number one Those are terrible They are terrible They're awful We should get and, all of these they, they bad had,
2: candies Something in them gives me a headache yeah, I don't like them
1: Uh, So circus peanuts are terrible. (laughs) Uh, But they're very artificial and they're usually orange, which is why I call a certain political figure president circus peanut sometimes. Uh, Mary Jane Taffy is not popular. I don't know what that is. That sounds like weed. Yeah. I should get some Mary Jane Taffy. Taffy. Those are so
4: good. Unfortunately,
1: you got to go to Colorado to get them. How about wax Coke bottles? Do Do you guys remember that? I don't know if I've ever eaten them, but I know what they are. Yeah, they're tiny, about the size of your pinky finger, and it's mostly wax, and there's a little bit of candy that's supposed to taste like
3: Coca-Cola inside, but it's mostly wax. You're eating wax. <laughs> yeah, Mary Jane Taffy's. That's an old-fashioned peanut butter and molasses-flavored taffy-type candy. Somebody would legitimately
1: have, have to have been born in the 1800s to think that's anything a kid would like to eat, right? Those
3: are good. No, because <laughs> it was originally made in 1914. Yeah. Well, okay. Then they Drop had to have there, been a kid yes. in 1914. I Tootsie, Roll.
1: I don't know. I like a Tootsie. I mean, if they're Tootsie mm. rolls, they will not go uneaten. I if, prefer they're the not, Mary Jean's. if they're not, but they're basically talk about wax. That's all they are. Yeah, yeah. they're wax with some kind of chocolate flavoring. Smarties,
3: love Smarties. Licorice, loves licorice.
2: Red, Ugh. not black licorice.
3: Nah, that's a red vine. There's no red licorice. Licorice is black. You like that? Yeah. yeah. Good and plenty.
2: So you like Jägermeister? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that just tastes straight like black do you like Yeah, it
1: does. Do you, like, do you just like sip sipping on cough syrup sometimes? Do you like that too?
2: Robitessin. You, know
3: <laughs> you know if the mood hits, right? Oh, you, you get some scissor going? Yeah, you go to the, uh, you go to the old liquor cabinet, you a little low on whiskey, you got some NyQuil. Yeah. I love around. how
2: he's joking. I was like, dead serious. I'm like, Robitessin, yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. <laughs>
1: delicious you know if your liquor cabinet's running a little low you got St. Joseph's cough medicine <laughs> for kids sure how about good and plenty what is good and plenty good and plenty they, have licorice on the inside
2: aren't they like the purple and white ones
1: I think so yeah how about bitto honey uh, I when I was uh, when I was like in fourth grade I broke my retainer on a bito honey and I can't eat bitto honey anymore since then
2: what's the one that they have it's like it's kind of like a taffy but it has either like apple or peanut butter on the inside I'm trying to remember. It's like a white tap. My sister used to love it. And yeah, she would mess up her braces all the time eating that.
1: Well, Keep it in mind.
3: Other than Brandon, nobody wants your licorice. Yeah, bring it all to me. Just drop it off at the station.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: Lisa's got a story here. (laughs) It's it's a new story. Yeah, So, a U.S. diplomat's wife killed a guy.
2: And then said bye.
1: I hadn't heard about this story. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that in just a second. I do want to know all the details. Uh, Let me read some comments from our Facebook page. Let me give a reminder. First of all, we love hearing from you on Facebook. You can give us a call anytime you want to. We love those calls too on the toll free studio line at 844 305 6210. That's 844-305-6210. If you want to call in and you want to leave a message for us, we got a separate line set up for that. It's very convenient uh, because you can call any time, night or day. That's the toll-free neckline at 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. We've got uh, some comments going on on the uh, Facebook stream over facebook on buzz adams morning show you can see what's happening in the studio uh hearing from all from all over the country it looks like here's uh, viola who wrote earlier this morning glad i can still listen slash watch even though we have moved to little rock arkansas uh gregory good morning gregory Just want to say I've recently moved back to Fayetteville, North Carolina, and the the morning radio shows suck (laughs) like a shop vac. They suck tremendously. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but you can listen to us. Don't forget the mobile app. Why don't you you tell everybody about the mobile app? You know, listen on Facebook, watch it on Facebook, or our audio stream at buzzadamshow.com is all well and good. But you could also uh, check out what we're doing on uh, the mobile app. Lewis writes, wow, the audio is actually synced up to the video feed. Is that, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Because to us, not... it doesn't look like that. But I guess if you're watching the show, it, it's pretty close to synced up. No, it should be because that's the whole point of getting the new cameras. Oh, it's not synced up for me. Wait, Lisa, say something.
3: What? No, there's a delay on yours. Yeah, that's what get I mean. The, no, you're yeah. not going to get what's happening live, but what was happening before, even as you were watching it, the audio and the video weren't synced up because of this weird, strange camera setup that we were dealing with. But within the past few weeks, we've replaced right, well, those cameras. So now audio and video should be synced at all times. All right. You're welcome.
1: Tell me this crazy story about this U.S. diplomat's wife who killed a guy
2: and then s- took off. Yeah. So this story is coming out of the UK. An American diplomat's wife, she left the United Kingdom after becoming a suspect in a fatal traffic collision. She was driving on the wrong side of the road at the time of the crash. Harry Dunn, 19 years old, died in the accident while riding his motorcycle. The accident took place August 27th in central England, just home to a Royal Air Force station controlled by the U.S. Air Force. According to police uh, in a statement after the crash, a car, quote, collided head-on with a black Kawasaki motorcycle traveling in the opposite direction. They confirmed that the car was being driven on the wrong side of the road. The U.K has now urged the return of the unnamed American diplomat's wife who left the country after the crash. There's been an outcry among British lawmakers and the victim's family after local media reported the police's request for the suspect's diplomatic immunity to be waived was rejected. So under the 1961 Vienna Convention, diplomat... You
1: don't have to explain diplomatic immunity to me because I have seen Lethal Gun 3. Lethal Weapon 3, I mean. <laughs> well, for gun. those who have Lethal haven't. Weapon 3, remember? It was against the South Africans yep. and the guy just flat out shoots somebody or kills somebody. He's like, but, diplomatic but sir, immunity. But sir, your blick. <laughs> your
3: blick. Your blick.
1: Danny Glover wants to, wants to immigrate to South Africa.
3: So the guy just looks at him and he goes, you're, but your blick. blick. And then... Uh, who is it, Joe Pesci? Uh, they they go talk, but 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 sir, you're you're black.
1: So anyway, diplomatic immunity. Explain uh, how that 1960s. To those who
2: haven't seen this, <laughs> yes, under the 1961 Vienna Convention, diplomats and their family members are typically immune from prosecution in the host country. So the U.S. State Department released. Uh, Normally, something.
1: what that means is like in in New York, in the U.N., people park wherever they want to because mm-hmm. they don't have to pay the tickets technically does it mean you could kill somebody and you got diplomatic immunity according for that? to law
2: and order svu yes because that has happened several episodes and <laughs> olivia <laughs> really? benson has had to deal with that uh, yeah so the u.s state department said immunity is rarely waived the they express their deepest sympathies and condolences to the family on uh, the traffic accident and they said any questions regarding immunity.
1: Wait, did she take off? Yeah, she left the country. Okay, that's a hit and run. It's not a traffic accident. That's a hit and run.
2: That's a hit and run the country. You ran out of the country instead of staying. Well, with
1: diplomatic immunity, it sounds like staying in the country would have been her best move. Right? Maybe she doesn't have that diplomatic immunity in another country.
2: But she may also think, oh, there's probably maybe vigilante justice that may happen because people in this neighborhood are very upset about this. uh, That this woman who was in the wrong basically killed someone and nothing is happening uh, about it. So this is something a lot of people are upset about and especially the fact that Like some of the details are now coming out about the um, the the case. Apparently, the woman's name is Anne Sakulas. Her identity has now been um, found. Uh, She's a 42 year old married to Jonathan Sakulas.
1: Somebody whistleblower.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm not exactly sure how they found out, but she'd only been in the UK for three weeks with her husband in this new role. Was she driving on the wrong side of the road? She was. <laughs> she was on the wrong side of the road See, you and think the guy that was on the waste, right side. We,
1: you think we waste our time watching movies, but you learn a lot from movies. And if she'd watched National Lampoon, European Vacation, she would have known... They drive on the other side of the road. I of learned never that. Watched uh, fish called Wanda. Sure. I learned that. In, out the I re- listen. All Costa Rica, movies. I know all about diplomatic immunity. Which side of the road you're supposed to drive on?
2: I learned diplomatic immunity on Law and Order SVU, and I learned how to drive on the opposite side of the road in Costa Rica because it is, and it is, it is freaky. Weird, right? It is freaky the first time because I kept saying to myself,
1: "When you were, <laughs> do they, was the driver's seat on the opposite side when you were in Costa Rica? Because that would kind of be a yes. reminder. Is like if I've driven in England before and it's kind of yeah. like you're aware that you're on the wrong side of the car, which reminds you to be on the other side of the road.
2: We just gave it to my brother because we're like, look, you know how to do this because you've had to be in a bunch of different countries.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: There's another controversial thing about the Joker movie that just kind of popped up, but I noticed it. And uh, people are conjecturing about what Lori Lachlan's sentence is going to be and whether it's going to be more or less than Felicity Huffman got. Who wants to start off with the uh, Lori Lachlan story and how much trouble she may be in?
4: Sure. Lori Lachman will f- likely face a harsher sentence than Felicity Huffman for her role in the college admission scandal. And that's according to the U.S. attorney who is behind the prosecution. It's been a month after Huffman has been sentenced. She's been sentenced to 14 days behind bars. And the U.S. attorney says that they're going to ask for a higher sentence for Lori than they did for Felicity uh, they can't tell you how much yet because he says it's going. It's very tough to tell at this point. Now, uh, why the
1: why the difference? Because so he
4: does say in an interview that when they charged Huffman, she right away took responsibility immediately, and she didn't try to minimize anything. She handled it uh, in a way where she said, "Yeah, I was guilty of this." Uh, whereas Lori Loughlin has said, "I am completely." Uh, innocent of this, I was only doing what a good parent did. They're also saying that the amounts that they gave to this college admissions guy uh, were different. So, uh, Lori Lachlan allegedly gave five hundred thousand dollars, whereas Felicity Huffman only paid fifteen thousand dollars
1: to and have their kids be into this school. And what what did Felicity Huffman end up getting? Fourteen days.
4: Fourteen days okay. of incarceration, and she was also fined thirty thousand dollars.
1: Did her kid get into community college or DeVry or anything? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I don't know. Uh, Trump University. Lori Laughlin was offered a plea deal after her arrest where she rejected it. Uh, and so they're saying, well, she's not really taking responsibility for any of this. And if, she, you know, they're going to ask for a higher sentence when she is sentenced.
1: Okay. The Joker is, I thought it was a really great movie. I knew it was I can definitely understand why it was controversial. you know, the concerns that it's kind of appealing to, to people to, especially like downtrodden people to take matters into their own hand, hands and commit violence. But there was one aspect of it that I noticed on Saturday and I thought, hmm, wonder if anybody's going to have a problem with this. There's uh, a pivotal scene Uh, You know, I don't want to spoil anything Because I really do think it's a a good movie to see Uh, But there's a pivotal scene where the Joker Is dancing And this is the music playing All right, Brandon, you want to explain uh, To people not familiar The significance of this song And why
3: people would be offended That it was included in a movie So the song was by a gentleman By the name of Gary Glitter Gary Glitter is a known pedophile Who has had multiple accusations thrown at him Starting back in 1997, 99, 02, 05 And this was played in stadiums You would hear this frequently Should I be playing it now? Uh, That's Well, yeah, I mean We need to give a frame of reference People need to know what song we're talking about So, stadiums ended up pulling this song When it came to light that he... It's a pedophile. Although Buzz and I are under the impression that after a while the stadiums were kind of like, "Hey, let's just sneak that back yeah. in there." Like there was a controversy; forgot. it
1: was known he was convicted of something, and they quit playing it. And
2: then they started
3: playing it again.
2: Is there like a yeah? They're like oh, it's expired. It's been five years. Go ahead and just start putting it in.
3: again. Is there its own statute? Of okay, limitations? so so the
1: this is from the Hollywood Reporter. The assumption is that Gary Glitter, who's still alive. Must be getting paid for use of the song And he must be getting royalties And a lot of people are saying That's not cool It says here Especially since everyone's known for years To stay away from the song For a while, but I swear I, I've heard it, I hear it You know, started hearing it again One person said on Twitter Quote, they're literally paying a pedophile To use his music in a movie About the consequences of child abuse uh, spoiler alert would have been nice there.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, somebody said this movie is immoral BS. I can I'll tell you that the song works for the scene, but it seems like of all the songs out there, they could have picked one that that didn't give royalties to a known uh, mm-hmm. child abuser.
2: If they could fit in their schedule, that would be great.
1: Although Gary no, I just
3: streamed this on Napster. I hope Gary Glitter didn't get a penny or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Gary Glitter has denied that he's he is a pedophile. Wasn't he convicted? I mean... There was multiple run-ins. He ended up moving over to Vietnam. He was trying to get permanent residency over there when... But didn't they extradite him back to the U.K.? Um, it's been so long, and there have been so
1: many other creeps since then. I'm trying to remember what the deal was with Gary Glitter. I thought it was, I
3: thought he had been convicted in court. This was over 10 years before even the Me Too movement. So, you know, it was, uh, he, he was in Vietnam, um, in, in 05, and that was when all the stuff kind of came to light over there, where they were going to arrest him, and he could have uh, potentially faced execution by firing squad. In Vietnam. Oh, yeah, if he were found guilty of child rape. But yeah. after having received compensatory payments from Glitter, the families of the girls appealed oh, for that's clemency what it for it. See, to me, when I hear that somebody, some rich Western
1: artist paid a lot of money to the family of kids making accusations to me that's the same <laughs> that's the same as a conviction yeah I mean I might be wrong in that but my that's how my brain processes it well it's like oh Michael Jackson paid 20 million dollars to some to some kid's uh, dad yeah he must have done it
2: yeah yeah it says here he ran from the UK to Spain and then from Spain to Cuba then from Cuba to Cambodia and then <laughs>
1: well he did serve time in prison three it says years. here he served three years he shared a cell with 18
3: other foreign inmates. He still denies any wrongdoing, claiming that he had been framed by British tabloid newspapers. Uh, right, because if you those are
2: popular f- in Cambodia.
1: If you like. were, were going to frame a celebrity, you'd frame a guy that almost nobody remembers from the 1970s who had one hit. That's just what you would do. Okay. Um,
2: where he at now, though?
1: Really? Do we know where he is
3: now? I'm not seeing it on here He
2: doesn't have an Instagram Or anything Yeah No May 2015 Began an appeal Against his convictions Appeal was denied
1: Okay February 2015 He was convicted Of attempted rape Four counts of Yeah they should have Come up with another song You know they could have Played that Blink 182 song That they play At a lot of hockey games Uh, I think that would have worked in that scene.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. We're going to start with a celebrity story we just mentioned. Uh, Kind of a follow-up on that. They're saying that Felicity Huffman's uh, jail sentence is very ironic. So, Tell me if you can pick out the irony here. Uh, Felicity Huffman is going to start serving her prison sentence for the college admission scandal in three weeks. Actually, it's more like two and a half weeks now. A former inmate of the facility described the prison and compared it to, quote, like a college dorm living. Hmm. There's the irony. She was trying to get her kid into college, and now she's going to experience something that's kind of like a college uh, dorm. The former inmate said, just imagine four people crammed into a teeny weeny broom closet that barely fits four beds. Then there's a toilet and sink all in that little bitty room. Okay, that description is better and worse than my actual dorm experience. There were only two of us.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: broom closet found, sounds about right, <laughs> but we didn't have a toilet or sink. We had to go down and use the one, the one in, the in the hallway. The hall. yeah.
2: mm-hmm. all right.
1: Uh, Ms. Huffman will have to wear khaki clothing and do chores like washing dishes. The former inmate added, quote, you get up at the crack of dawn. Who's Dawn? Am I right, ladies? (laughs) Um. (laughs) You get up at the crack of dawn and you clean pots and pans. Everybody has a job to do. Nobody gets out of it, not even Felicity. There's a lot about this that doesn't sound as fun as a college dorm Uh, Still, she only has to do it for 14 days. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't sound all that terrible. You know what it sounds more like? What? Summer camp. Like (laughs) sleepaway camp. Yeah. Because you did have a lot of people. You had a lot more people sharing uh, the restroom and the shower facilities, and everybody did have to do chores. At least the summer camp that I went to. (laughs) Now that I think about that, summer camp might have actually been a sweatshop. (laughs) They might have been selling our crafts. Uh, October 25th is when Felicity Hoffman begins her 14-day sentence. They were able to capture uh, a thief. Well, I don't know if they've captured him yet, but they should be able to. A guy broke into a garage in British Columbia, Canada on Wednesday. His first uh, mistake that might make him easy to find, he left behind his cell phone.
2: Okay. Okay not the
1: smartest the second thing was that the cell phone's wallpaper was his face so even if he ah. had a password protected <laughs> if you just like the thing would come up and, the, and you'd see his face do people do that make their own face say, the like, like, wallpaper their own face that's weird that is I can weird. see having like your kids or your wife or your girlfriend but who has their own face as their wallpaper oh here we go the people he robbed posted the photo on Facebook, oh, and a bunch of people recognized him. Police were able to arrest the man on uh, Saturday. I I gotta think they probably could have tracked him down just from the cell, but we've had those cases before where like the FBI gets a hold hold of like the you know the San Diego gunmen's. Uh, not seeing mm-hmm. San Bernardino. San Bernardino, and remember, they were trying to get the get in there, and they only had a certain number of strikes before it locked for, you remember that? Yep. And it's like, yeah, maybe the guy could have got away with it, but not if your face is the wallpaper that shows up. Yeah. He seems smart. I'm going to include this story, and I'm not sure that it's, it's it might be a crime, you, you be the judge, okay, has a crime been committed. 47-year-old Ronald Berry used to work as a subway cleaner for the Metro Transit Authority in New York. He got fired a few years ago. But apparently no one told payroll. Oh, no. So for four years, he kept showing up on payday. To collect his paychecks and they gave (laughs) them to him. Nice. It wasn't even like they were mailing him or direct deposit. He would actually show up and they would give him his paycheck. In that time, they've paid him roughly a quarter million dollars. Crunch the numbers real quick for me there. If you're working as a subway cleaner Uh and for four years you get your checks and you get a quarter million dollars.
3: So what's $250,000 divided by... I'm just well, you'd be looking at fifty thousand if it was two hundred. So, so you're looking, you're looking at, at s- about $60,000? 60, 60,
1: yeah, that seems a. Little, I, I guess it seems like a lot for being a subway cleaner, but I guess New York's an expensive place to live. Yeah. So, do you think the guy has committed a crime here? Before I go on with the rest of the story, he's just showing up to collect his check. He's yeah, not. On them. He's not pointing a gun. You know, he didn't fill out any fraudulent paperwork, it doesn't look like. He's just showing up, and they keep giving him a check. That's on them. Wrong! Last Thursday, when he went to go get his check, police were waiting and arrested Mr. Barry.
2: Uh, He shows up, he's like, whoa, what are you guys doing here?
1: Now, Ronald Barry says that he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. He claims he went on sick leave for high blood pressure and asthma, and he thought the paychecks were legit. Wait a minute! You thought you went on sick leave for four <laughs> years? Some hardcore asthma, man. His pay stubs listed his hours, which he knew he didn't work, but he claims no one ever told him he was fired. <laughs>
2: no didn't one George told
1: Costanza me. pull this one season where, like in Seinfeld, where he got fired but he just
3: kept showing up anyway? Yep. And then, oh, he knew he, he knew he was going to get fired, I believe, and so he just kept showing up. And then he actually boarded himself up in his office. God, it's been a while. I thought he I, I thought was, he got I fired. Mm-hmm. I think it was Play Now was the company. Hold
1: on, I could probably bring this up here real quick. Now, let's let's see. Here's the uh here's the episode.
3: Should I do? Maybe you can just go back go back. Yeah. Pretend like it never happened. Mm-hmm. You mean just walk into the staff meeting on Monday morning like it never happened? See, didn't he
1: get fired and then he just said, just go back to work. Pretend it never happened. Sure. You're an emotional person. People don't take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> just, he quit? So Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He quit. He quit in a pretty emotional way.
3: Yeah, like in the middle of a meeting, I too. Uh, so, I believe. Oh, okay. Pretend the whole thing never happened.
0: Never happened. I was blowing off a little steam. So what? So what? Never happened. Never happened.
1: <laughs> well, the the man in the case here uh, was arrested for trespassing when he showed up to get his check, but it's not clear if he's also facing any fraud charges. How would it be trespassing if they ever if they had not told you, "Hey, quit coming here"? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't sound like anybody. He claims that no one ever told him he was fired and it's the MTA's fault. I kind of agree with that. I mean, if your employees are such cogs in the vast machine that you don't even notice that you've been paying one for four years Mm -hmm. after they've been fired, maybe that is kind of on you. In Spain, some drug traffickers save some uh, police officers from drowning and the police officers... Repaid them by arresting them for drug trafficking. Let me give you the details here. Three police officers in Costa del Sol, Spain, were in a high-speed boat chase with suspected drug traffickers last Friday. The cops, in the course of the chase, lost control of their boat and ended up in the sea. They could have drowned, but the drug traffickers stopped, got them up onto their boat, and, you know... Arguably, saved their lives. Mm-hmm. Cops thank them by arresting them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it makes any difference in what you think about the cops, but the four guys that yeah. that rescued them had more than three tons of Oof. hashish, which is a lot of drugs. But still, the cops couldn't. The cops have said, "Listen, you drop us off at the nearest dock, and I don't want to ever see you again. We're going to pretend this never happened." Mm-hmm but your Costa del Sol Spain privileges have been revoked. <laughs> Brandon, what's your call on that one?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that sucks.
1: If you were, a, I mean, I guess technically if you're a cop and you let them go, you're probably committing a crime yourself, but mm-hmm. they did save your life. How did they arrest him? It seems like if they were in the water, their weapons would have been unusable. Right? If they were in the water and these guys scooped them out, how did, you know, their guns, would they still work? Well, you they're could okay. just also sit and be like, hey,
3: you're under arrest. And how about they're they like, just push them back no, we're out not, the you're boat. back in the water. <laughs> That'd be great. This is Sparta. This is just real quick.
1: We don't have a lot of details on this one. A woman in Alabama was arrested. A few days ago after she asked police to test her meth to see if it was tainted hmm. okay you imagine the police said well we did a test and guess what it came back positive for traces of meth it is meth therefore you're arrested got a story here about a guy in texas who uh, robbed a bank on friday probably never a great reason to rob a bank but he did have a reason and even the sheriff sounds a little sympathetic heath bumpus is the is the robber's name he's 36 year old in crockett texas he was gonna get married on saturday but on friday morning uh it looks like Heath realized he couldn't afford the wedding so he robbed a bank Mm. he didn't wear a mask And police put surveillance shots up on Facebook that day.
2: Are you even trying at that point? Did he want to get married?
1: His fiance saw the pictures on Facebook and said, Hey, this is you. You should turn yourself in. So on Friday afternoon, he turned himself in. The wedding was canceled. But it sounds like we're going to hear from the sheriff. The sheriff sounds at least a little sympathetic because the guy wanted to pay for, um,
3: the wedding his fiance was able to get in touch with him on the phone when she saw our post on Facebook she knew it was him she contacted him and asked him if he had robbed the bank and I guess he commenced a lie to her a few times anyway she convinced him that she knew it was him his picture was all on Facebook he needed to turn himself in so he went to the Houston County Courthouse and turned himself into a Houston County Deputy he was getting married, so he didn't have enough money for a wedding ring that he wanted to buy, and he needed to pay for the wedding venue.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you still get in trouble for that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I love that the guy's last name is Bumpus, <laughs> Heath Bumpus, because when I hear the name Bumpus, here's what I think of.
0: What is that <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> our hillbilly neighbors The Bumpuses Had about 200 <laughs> Remember they had all the dogs That ran in and, yeah, ate they'd the turkey. Come up and they'd get the turkey yeah. That's why they had to go to the Chinese restaurant For, <laughs> for Christmas dinner Alright there's your true crime report It's the
0: Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast
1: Let's uh, go over to our website BuzzAdamsShow.com We got a few new posts up there Brandon, I specifically want to ask you about uh, the Texas state troopers who are suing over a new requirement. (laughs) Yeah. I've got a post about the Mount Rushmore of Jokers, and uh, I did use the Face in a Hole app to create a picture of the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. Sorry if that's disrespectful to uh, American presidents, but... If you missed it yesterday, here's a brief recap, but you can read all of our reasoning over at buzzadamshow.com under this post, the Mount Rushmore of Joker's Revealed. Heath Ledger, you know, dude won an Academy Award. I think it really messed with his head. He had to be up there. Joaquin Phoenix is on the list based on... I'm the only person on the show who saw Joker over the weekend. You guys should really go see it, Brandon. You should go see it while it's still in theaters. Uh, We settled on Jack Nicholson. There was a little debate over uh, whether Jack Nicholson should make it, but I think on the basis of how quotable the Jack Nicholson version of the Joker was. I mean, there's just like a lot of quotable stuff. And uh, Mark Hamill. When I told uh, our boss that Mark Hamill made our list of Mount Rushmore of Jokers, he looked at me in this with this quizzical expression that says I am clearly over the age of forty because he didn't, <laughs> he wasn't mm-hmm. aware that Mark Hamill did a pretty iconic uh, version. I he's would been, say that he's a,
3: been doing it for
1: twenty years. Now. A lot of people under the age of forty—that's the joke. Thirty right? years actually. Would not you say that for a lot of people under the age of forty, Mark Hamill is the Joker? So, I had to be uh, talked into this, but but I agree with it. So, Mark Hamill is the fourth name. Uh, Cesar Romero, who was on the TV series in the 60s, was silly and campy. But the show was silly and campy. He did what he was supposed to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Except shave his mustache. Yeah, he wouldn't shave his mustache. I mean... Remember, that was kind of what got him off of the Mount Rushmore was his unwillingness to really sell out for the role and, God forbid, shave his mustache. Look, Joaquin
1: Phoenix lost 55 pounds, which is really tough on your body to play the Joker. Heath Ledger you know, I don't know how much uh, his mental preparation had to do with his unfortunate demise but, you know, these guys put a lot into their method and Cesar Romero couldn't be bothered to shave his mustache off. so. And I wrote up a nice piece here of Jared Leto. I think that Jared Leto Joker does not get enough respect of all the problems that they had. In Rodney in,
3: Dangerfield of Jokers? Yeah.
1: No respect of all the problems with Suicide Squad. And there were many problems with Suicide Squad. I didn't think his Joker was that... I would have been interested to see that Joker continue on, but I Mm. guess they're moving on from that. Mm -hmm. He wasn't anywhere close to the biggest problem with Suicide Squad.
3: So the biggest problem, I wish we we could see him more. Now, the biggest problem is that they had filmed the movie to be serious. And then when they released a trailer that had some humor in it, all of a sudden they're like, oh, uh, that's what people want. People kind of want some humor in this thing. So then they went and reshot a whole bunch of stuff and, and then it was neat. yeah and then yeah. they tried to mold the two together and it was just awkward and bad
1: um, so i think the Caesar, uh, the uh, Jared Leto Joker could have done some interesting things i i didn't hate it the way some people really hate it so you check that post out we got yesterday's we've got yesterday's uh, monday mashup which is led zeppelin meets bruno mars
3: found out that joanna hates the bruno mars song you
1: don't yeah. like Uptown Funk? No,
4: I can't stand that song. Whole. I like Bruno Mars and his music, but that song was just everywhere.
1: But uptown yeah, funk, it was everywhere, gonna, but it was everywhere. going to give it to you. Yeah.
4: It gave it to me too much. Uptown it was kinda Funk's like, going to give it to you. It, it can't stop giving
1: it to It me. was kind of like an homage to uh, James Brown. I thought it was a good song.
4: I thought it was great when I first heard it, and then mm. I kept hearing it over and over.
1: Well, you can so, check that out uh, at com. So tell me about the Texas State Troopers and why they're suing. Over a new uh, law.
3: There's a a new policy that's in place that's giving a limitation on the size of the waistline. And the limit for males is 40 inches on the waist. And the limit for females is 35 inches. Now, they're being sued by the Texas State Troopers Union because they're claiming that this doesn't really have anything to do with how well you can do your job. Because you can have a waistline larger than 40 inches and still be in great physical shape is the whole point that they're making. So for the time being um, they're asking a judge to just, can you put this policy on hold for us while this lawsuit works its way through the courts or, or works its way through to a conclusion to the point of hopefully, you know, with the Texas State trooper saying that we you know, we'll win this thing that we can get this policy taken out because it's not anything to do with how physically fit you are. I've got a, a
1: couple of comments about that. Yeah, somebody could. Uh, what's the and what's the waistline for for female? Thirty five inches. Okay, I think you could have a forty. That seems like an arbitrary thing, you know. Oh, your your waist size is forty. There are a lot of powerlifters, you know, who are probably in pretty good shape. Strong men too, especially professional athletes like you know defensive offensive linemen mm-hmm. who are going to be way over uh, forty inches who are probably in better shape than most people who are wearing a size 34 or 32 or whatever. So, a great
2: example d- would be one of the champions for CrossFit in, uh, this, in the country. Uh, technically, his waistline probably would be more than that. I remember because he went to the doctor and he was uh, clinically obese, quote-unquote, because yeah. of his BMI. But in reality, he was one of the top three in his sport.
1: So there's that, but there's also... Like, a lot of people, especially guys, when they get to a point where they might be wearing a, a size 40 waistband, they just start buckling—and I know this because I did it—you <laughs> buckle your belt underneath the back. <laughs> like, you, <laughs> you do it underneath your gut. And once you do that, you could probably go back to wear it. And what's to keep somebody from—say somebody wears a size 42 waist— well, just, you know, wear the pants, but wear them lower on your hips. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be based on the belt. It's going to be based on the pants, but you could also kind of... Just picture how Hank Hill used to wear his pants on King of the Hill. <laughs> There's no butt? Yeah, with no butt, you just get... Like I say, I, I know how this works. I think it would be... It just seems like a really arbitrary... Way to decide whether somebody can be a state trooper?
3: Yeah, and that's and not. that's what the Texas State Troopers Union is saying is that this is this has nothing to do with you busy, physically being able to do your job. This is just like you're saying it's arbitrary. So I guess uh, in this case, I'm on the side of the
1: troopers. Yeah, uh, or the side of the union. I I would probably usually be on the side of law enforcement. Maybe not so much on the side of the union, but it sounds like they have a really good point here. Mm-hmm um we talked about this yesterday jersey mike's subs is coming who called me out and said they're not called subs because lisa that's what's in your headline it says jersey mike subs
2: yeah well i have 65 letters that i can work with
1: oh, here, okay so.
3: is it no not you, a called sub? It, you, know, you, you called it No, know you called it, it subway a yeah sub- you
2: called it a subway you said the jersey mike subway i'm like those are two different businesses
1: It's a hoagie. No. Mm -hmm. A a sub is is, a submarine sandwich. You're right. You said subway. Oh, did I? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) When is it opening?
2: Uh, Right now, they said that they are finishing construction, uh, hopefully in the next few weeks. I know that they are hiring. So if people are looking for jobs, you can head on into that post, too, and find out more about that. Can we please discuss that makeup tutorial that is up there? Because it's
1: hilarious. We'll get to that in a second. Joanna's got a post uh, about AMC's Fear Fest, which is going to get kicked off here on October 13th. Yep. So, what's uh, what's going to be on Fear Fest?
4: Some of the usual suspects, like Child's Play, the Alien movies.
3: Damn, they got Halloween cover in two different days.
4: You. I'm sorry. Like the Halloween
3: franchise, my, I should say.
4: Let me get my schedule up
1: here. Well, while, while you're bringing that up, I just want to say... hmm I watched this season premiere of Walking Dead, and I think this season is going to be really good. I would encourage people who watched Walking Dead and then dropped off because they, you know, for whatever reason, go back. It's like uh, all of the survivors in Hilltop and Alexandria and the kingdom are now kind of living with medieval technology. Like they travel everywhere with carts and horses, but they're kind of building up like trade routes and stuff like that. I know, it sounds really exciting for a show where you just want to pe- see people kill zombies. So they still do yeah, that. Yeah. But they're they're building up for a big... Uh, <laughs> it's funny. This, if you watch this show, this will be a funny turn of phrase. They're building up for a big face-off against the Whisperers. Hey,
3: all. <laughs> Are those the ones that wear the faces? Yeah, they wear okay. the faces of the
1: corpses to blend in with the corpses. Uh-huh. I always wondered, you know, during after the first season... There was a scene in the first season where they, do, like, they smear themselves with zombie guts mm-hmm. and they can just walk among the zombies. Every time there was a, a, a close call where they're trapped inside the prison or on the farm or wherever, I'm like, why don't you do that again? That worked perfect. Why don't they ever do that again? It's like you guys forgot that that worked. During uh, season one, when you did
2: that, mm-hmm. they're like that was enough.
1: Then finally, they did it. You remember when they had to eva- when uh, Carl got his eye put out? and They had to evacuate Alexandria. Coral. Yeah. They did the same. It's like, oh yeah, remember that thing with the zombie guts? Let's, Let's do, do that it again. again. Yeah. Interesting. All right, uh, what did you come up with, Joanna?
4: Oh, you know what they're going to be showing? Orphan.
3: Oh, timely. <laughs> 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 Sounded like the alien. Yeah, uh. nah. There was a
1: case. Uh, he has been if, chosen. If you haven't heard, <laughs> there was a case re- ongoing oh. right now where some <laughs> Americans adopted a Russian, a little Russian girl that they thought was six years old. It turned out she was like nineteen or twenty years old. Which is basically the plot of the movie Orphans. So that's that
4: movie is creepy. They're also going to be showing The Cabin in the Woods, which I like. That movie,
1: great, yeah, great movie. I can't tell you anything about that other than it's supposed to be hokey for the first thirty to forty-five minutes,
3: Mm -hmm. and Uh then there's a big plot flip. You got to make it to the to the plot flip, man. Right? Because that was one of those movies that I would always start. And I would make it five or ten minutes in, but I I always did it to myself too, because I would start to watch it really late at night when I was already tired, and I never would get past that. And like, if you don't get
1: to the plot flip, you think, "Oh, this is just derivative. This is like every tired cliche I've ever seen in a horror movie." But then, so good flips. Right, plot twist. I see. I think uh, over on um, American Horror Story, which is FX. Yes. Yes. Over on American Horror Story this season Is like an homage to 80's movies I think they're doing a Cabin in the Woods And I'm leaving that just You know for those spoilers but if you've
3: seen Cabin in the Woods I think that's what's going on over on American Horror Story Brandon do you agree Something maybe similar I still need to finish last week's episode Um, But I I can definitely see what you're Talking about I'm excited for Wednesday though On uh, this list that Joanna has put up Trick or Treat Which is a great movie. movie Which uh, what was which one was trickered? That's the one that has four different storylines. Um, the only oh, it's got Brian Cox. It's got Anna Packlin, Paquin. And there's one story that's about a bus full of kids um, that was uh, oh, basically different. driven into a ravine. There's a, a werewolf storyline. There is um, I always forget. The so it's actors. kind of like an anthology, kind of like kind a creep of, show movie. Yeah, they're kind of like four. Okay. It's four different storylines, but they're all kind of intertwined.
4: There's like one recurring character,
1: Sam, in all of them. Yeah, you guys. If anybody has ever been a fan of The Shining, either the book or the movie, Doctor Sleep. I saw the preview for that before Joker. Uh-huh. Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> Doctor Sleep is going to be so amazing. I read the book, and it was uh, it was a Stephen King book that was solid all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, they made reference in it too that uh, the guy, uh, Ewan and McG- is it no it's not even McGregor. it's the other guy it's mr tumness
4: james mcavoy
1: james mcavoy plays yeah. an author and everybody keeps giving him crap yeah. that he doesn't finish his books very good including stephen king who has a cameo and starts giving mm-hmm. him that is a very real thing with stephen king and a lot of his books it's like yeah like, wow those 800 pages were great the next 40 sucked but don't
4: watch in the tall grass <laughs> i wasted two hours of my life watching that
1: what is that
4: it's the one on Netflix that is Stephen King and his son Joe Hill, uh, and it's where they get trapped in the tall grass. Don't watch it.
1: Is it a is it a series or a movie? It's, it's a movie,
4: movie based on the novella. Well,
1: anyway, them. Doctor Sleep is a is a sequel of sorts. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's a sequel to The now. Shining, and Don't watch it in is in f- the tall grass. Yeah, but I'm telling you, you <laughs> if you like Stephen King, I can enthusiastically give a thumbs up to Doctor Sleep. And it looks like the movie's coming out in a few weeks. Hopefully in time for Halloween. I don't know. But it looks really good. All right, uh, Lisa, we got the uh, we got the makeup tutorial, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> that's posted at Buzz Adams Show and KLAQ.com. This
2: is hilarious. It's an El Paso woman named Cecilia Chavez who decided it would be a good idea to put makeup on her sleeping father, and she does a full face of makeup, it takes her about 30 minutes to get through it all, and he sleeps the entire time, uh, never it. wakes up. <laughs>
1: Okay so she's going over her her dad is uh sleeping
2: and has no idea the entire time and she puts a full face on him <laughs> glitter eyeshadow highlight fake eyelashes lipstick the whole shebang and he's
4: snoring like in between all of this
1: We think this is uh like legit like he actually slept oh, wait the
2: till the, it to, on the end <laughs> so she finally wakes him up because she says like hey I, I i gotta go so i gotta wake him up and so he can see it and the mother's there and at the end of the video he's sitting there eating a sandwich he goes no don't put me on facebook <laughs> which is exactly what she did um, no. the video is now going viral online but you can check it out we have it for you on our website
1: Joanna, how is Haunted House? You're the only buddy you're the only person on the show that's gone through the uh, carnival haunted house.
4: Oh, it's great. Really good. They got scary
1: clowns and they
4: too, and some of them will chase you out.
1: What else they got that's like uh without any you know uh, okay. anything they that's too bunch ha- of a giveaway.
4: They have um a freak show.
1: Oh, I wonder what within they have in the
4: haunted house.
1: Like a bearded lady. Yes. A dog face boy.
4: I'm. I won't tell you the big spoiler one, but that one really scared me.
1: Lobster boy. <laughs> no. Okay, but there's one in there in the freak show that yeah. uh, is really scary. Yeah. <laughs> Here are the weekend hours. This weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Carnival Haunted House opens at seven o'clock, and on Friday and Saturday, it's open till midnight. On Sunday, it's open till ten o'clock. We're going to have expanded hours as we get closer to Halloween. And uh, the location is on Lee Trevino at 1840 Lee Trevino Suite 205.
4: It used to be Graham Central Station.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's Ooh. that's a good way people can know it, it used to mm-hmm. be Graham Central Station. And we'll be talking more about discounts, and uh, you know, we'll be giving away tickets too. So you can find out more information online at theHauntedHousesOfTerror dot com. But it is Carnival Haunted House open this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Doors open at 7 o'clock, and you get the tickets right there at the door. Uh, South Park apologized to China after South Park was taken off the Chinese Internet. There's a Chinese Internet. It's like the regular Internet minus anything the Chinese government has a problem with, I guess. We need the poo. China was so upset about an episode of South Park that they deleted the show from the Chinese Internet. The show which aired last week was about how afraid American companies are to offend the censors in China because it's going to cost them money. So I think it's only fitting that uh, China would do this because it kind of proves the point of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Did you watch last week's? You did. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, because you know that uh, Randy Marsh garroted uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. If I got you a Tegrity Farms t-shirt, would you wear it? Oh, hell yeah, I would. (laughs) Tegrity. Tegrity. Last week's episode of South Park took a lot of shots at the government of China and mocked Hollywood and professional sports, especially the NBA, for shaping its content to please the Chinese government. Um... Here's the apology that Trey Parker and Matt Stone gave to China after South Park was taken off the Chinese internet. Quote, Like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. We, too, love money more than freedom and democracy. Long live the great Communist Party of China. May this autumn sorghum harvest be bountiful. We good now, China? The reason they throw the NBA in
3: there... Brandon, give the NBA side of what happened
1: this week. This has all happened within the past 48
3: hours. You know, I haven't even really looked into it that much because, quite frankly, it uh, didn't blip on my radar. Well, the Houston Rockets general manager tweeted support
1: for the pro-democracy protest in Hong Kong. Well, if you think uh, Winnie the Pooh offends the Chinese... Criticizing uh, their crackdown on democracy in Hong Kong really sent them over the edge because China severed ties with the Rockets, and the NBA freaked out and apologized
3: because they didn't want to lose Chinese money. It's a big deal to sever ties with the Rockets, considering Yao Ming. That's where Yao Ming played, right? So the
1: the Rockets are an extremely popular team in China because Yao Ming uh, played there. Did Do you know if Daryl Morey, the general manager, apologized? He was the one who sent the tweet. I know I the NBA apologized. Now they're apologizing for apologizing I to China. I
3: haven't seen anything. The only thing that I have seen is what Adam Silver, the commissioner, has said. I haven't seen anything coming from Daryl Morey. It sounds like Adam Silver is
1: saying, we value free speech, but we definitely apologize to our Chinese overlords.
3: That's yeah, well, a summary. Nice. It, I mean, it's kind of like what um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone said. <laughs> it's like, hey, we we value free speech, but we also value your money. That was the imper- yeah, but they, they they weren't
1: actually bending over in a submissive pose to China, which is what it seems like uh, Adam Silver's
3: doing. Well, there was, uh, on the South Park episode, um, Stan is creating a band because he's tired of living out on integrity farms with his dad, which is a pot farm. I hate this
1: farm. So he creates
3: a heavy metal band. It's like a cannibal cart. Oh yeah. It's like death metal. (laughs) And rather than focusing on the band, they meet this rep who says, well, we need to make a biopic. That's what's hot right now. The actual band itself isn't hot. Making a biopic is. So throughout the whole episode, they're trying to film this biopic, but Every time something comes up, we're like, oh, we, we, um... The Chinese object to this. Yeah, the Chinese are objecting to gay marriage, or the Chinese are objecting to the drug use, or the Chinese are objecting to this, so we got to change the story completely.
0: Being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time. The Ruman Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing. You and your loved ones. Let Chuck and the Ruman Law Firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve. Make 845-4LAW your first call after an
1: accident. Chuck Ruman, the people's injury lawyer.